Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 121 10 Cheap Accessories Every Podcaster Should Have. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Now, I've talked previously about the 20-plus things that I think are worth paying for for podcasting. And we've talked about big equipment here and there, like microphones and video cameras and mixers and all of this. And as podcasters, we love to talk about this kind of stuff, the big equipment that we use in our podcasting and production and all of this. And people are like, oh, what microphone are you using? Or what's the mixer you have? What camera do you use? What software do you use to edit your audio or your video and all of this stuff? But do you ever hear someone ask, hey, what quarter-inch stereo adapter do you use for converting to 3.5 millimeter? No, people don't really talk about that unless you're using some kind of diamond-encrusted adapter. But these are cheap little accessories that really we have to have as podcasters. I'm going to share with you 10 cheap accessories. Well, actually, it's more than 10, but 10 basic categories of cheap accessories that every podcaster should have. These are the kinds of things that if you don't have them, it will drive you insane when you're trying to set up your podcast or if you change anything about your podcasting workflow or if you're starting out podcasting. These are 10 different kinds of things that I recommend that you should have and have plenty of these things. In many cases, these things will be things you should have backups of, multiples of these things, adapters and cables and such, and we'll get into that. But you'll be able to get these links to all of this equipment that I mentioned in the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 121. If you want to purchase any of those things, I would really appreciate it if you do that through my affiliate links, which by the way, if you just want to jump to one of my affiliate stores, theaudacitytopodcast.com slash Amazon or theaudacitytopodcast.com slash BH. If you want to shop at either of those places, great places to shop, great prices too from those places, especially B&H has some fantastic customer service. But anyway, let's get into this. 10 cheap accessories that every podcaster should have in no particular order. Number one, miniature camera tripod. These tiny little tripods are so so handy. They can fit in your shirt pocket if you're really nerdy and you have lots of pens already, they'll fit right in. But these little tripods are only about $10 or under $10. I bought a couple of these for I think $3 or $2.50 each from amazon.com. These little tripods are about four to six inches tall and some of them have flexible legs, some of them have hard legs. But what's awesome about these things is they're so versatile. I have one on my webcam and it makes it so easy to place my webcam almost wherever I want because I have the little miniature tripod that has bendy legs. So I can adjust exactly which corner is sticking up more or even conform the legs just a little bit around something like a pillow or uh, something round or flat even. So I use this on my um, Logitech C920 webcam, 
to position it either on my desk to point at me when I'm doing the Audacity to Podcast live on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four at theaudacitypodcast.com slash live. And I also use these tripods when I do the um, Once Upon a Time podcast and our Clean Comedy podcast. I have the, you, you never see this in the studio. If you watch us do it live or anything, you never see this particular piece of Um, furniture that we have in the studio is this big couch that's next to my desk and our podcasting equipment. But I put the Logitech C920 webcam on top of the couch and it works really well to use one of these cheap little tripods because it makes the camera get just a little bit higher so it doesn't get any couch cushions or anything like that on it. And it helps me to better balance the camera on a couch cushion that is not at all level. So this little thing, $2.50 or up to $5, you can get fancier ones too at different prices. You can even get miniature Gorilla Pods that will allow you to wrap the tripod around something. That can be really useful too for lightweight cameras or webcams or anything like that. But these little stands are extremely helpful. I also use one on my Zoom H4n because my Zoom H4n connects pretty much to everything and everything connects to it. I don't think, no, there is no outlet on my Zoom H4n that is not being used. I'm using the side headphone outlet. That's what plugs into my computer for live streaming. I'm using the back outlet, uh, which is the little microphone input. I'm using the two XLR jacks on the bottom and I'm plugging in my power adapter also on the bottom. So I've got things coming into this from all sides And it's nice to have it sitting up so these cables aren't under high pressure and also so it's easier for me to see. So adding this little tripod to the back of the Zoom H4n allows it to stand up in a way that works great for my podcasting. I can look down, see it at an angle. It's also protecting the cables. A little miniature miniature tripod like this can also work great if you take the Zoom H4n or any other portable recorder that has a tripod mount, a standard uh, camera tripod mount connector on it then you can take that recorder out with you and customize the angle that it's standing at when you're doing any kind of on-site recording or an interview at a coffee shop or anything like that. This works fantastic for that because you can put it at an angle so you can see it or just so it captures the sound better, it's more convenient, whatever the case is for you. These little tripods work great. Second thing I recommend a desktop mic stand. Now, this is something you might not usually think of because you might already have a microphone stand that is an overhead boom arm or it's some kind of onstage stand that, like you typically see where it's a tiny little tripod feet at the bottom, then it just goes straight up and it can go at different angles to reach over to you. But a, desk mic t- a desktop mic stand, I'll try and say that fast 10 times, can work great for on-the-go kind of podcasting where maybe you do have enough portable equipment that you could take microphones with you to a restaurant or you're sitting at a table somewhere and want to be able to podcast. Well, you don't want to hold a microphone unless it's designed for handheld holding. And surprisingly, the ATR2100 USB microphone is really good at being held by the hands. I'll include that when I do a full video review of it pretty soon. But other microphones like the Heil PR40, no, you don't hold that thing. And 
also trying to bring a mic stand to hold your microphone if you're ever traveling somewhere it can get in the way it's heavy not heavy but it's just it's big it's inconvenient so a desktop mic stand can work great for if you're at a desk or a table just put your mic stand uh, put your microphone on that little stand it raises your microphone about maybe eight to ten inches and it holds your microphone there in a single spot. Now, just keep in mind with something like this, unless you have some kind of uh, shock mount for your microphone, you don't want to be typing on this desk and maybe don't want your computer or anything that's making noise or vibrating or any moving parts on the same level of the desk or table unless it's really big because then that vibration can go through the microphone to the mic itself. But again, the I, the... Uh, Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB mic, which is only about $35 right now on Amazon. Check out, by the way, theaudacitypodcast.com slash ATR2100 if you want to check that mic out. But that mic is pretty good at rejecting some of the shock and vibrations. So look at a desktop mic stand. These are $10, $20 maybe. I've got a link to several that you can look at from amazon.com. Third thing that you need to consider, and these are really important, your cables. Now, this isn't just a single item you should consider, but several different things to consider. Having extra cables. First of all, if you're working with professional audio equipment, definitely have extra XLR cables. But some other things you might want to consider that you could use in many different circumstances are a quarter inch stereo or mono extension cable or maybe a quarter inch stereo or mono male to female cable for connecting uh, uh, or I'm sorry male to male cable for connecting equipment like that's what I use to connect my mixer to my headphone amplifier is a male to male cable you might want to have a 3.5 millimeter or some people call it a one eighth inch uh, extension for plugging in headphones to your computer or any kind of small stereo extension like that or maybe a 3.5 millimeter male to male cable that would be something like connecting your recorder to a camera or connecting your recorder to something else that has female outlets at both ends so you want that male to male cable also think about usb cables and this could be a a micro cable, a miniature cable, that's usually what any kind of digital audio device would use, one of those types of cables. But you could have other kinds of USB cables. Charging cables for your equipment, especially if you're recording into something like an iPad or an iPhone, you do not want the battery to die while you're recording it. And recording it will probably use a lot of battery power recording onto that device. So make sure you have extra charging cables for that. Also, consider bringing Cat6 or Cat5 network cables with you so that if you're ever doing any kind of live streaming, you have that option to connect to a hardwired connection, which will give you a much better, more stable connection. Now, for all of these cables and the adapters I'm about to mention and splitters I'm about to mention, there's one place that I highly recommend you get these things. Fantastic price, fantastic service, fantastic, amazing quality, and that's mono price. You can check them out at theaudacitypodcast.com slash M-O-N-O-P-R-I-C-E, mono price, and that's my affiliate link for them. Mono price makes many audio cables, video cables, adapters, splitters, and their quality is 
fantastic. I bought two XLR cables from them to go from my Behringer mixer to my Zoom H4n. And these cables are amazing quality. They have gold um, connection, gold-plated connection spots. The cables are nicely, thickly insulated. They're really durable. They're, They're heavyweight. I trust these cables more than any of the other cables I've purchased. And they're really inexpensive too. We could be talking about a dollar or so per foot of length for these cables. And you can get your cables at various lengths and you can choose whether you want it male to male or male to female or anything like that. But the quality of the cables from Monoprice is fantastic. I highly recommend their audio cables. And I had an instant just the night before I'm recording this episode, where my wife and I decided to do something a little fun of recording, or not recording, but live streaming audio commentary to our uh, Once Upon a Time podcast audience during a rerun of one of the Once Upon a Time episodes on TV. So we knew there would be some delay, but what we did is we weren't recording in the studio because I don't have a television down here in the studio. Instead, I grabbed my Zoom H4n a couple dynamic microphones, a couple uh, onstage mic stands, took them upstairs to our room where we have uh, the TV. We set up those things. And then I realized I don't have extra XLR cables. Every XLR cable I have is already connected to a microphone. And I didn't want to unwire a whole bunch of things, but I ended up having to because I didn't have extra XLR cables, but all of these different kinds of cables will be extremely useful for you in so many different situations. Now, another great place, ironically, that you can pick up some of these cheap cables like the 3.5 millimeter cables or USB cables, don't forget the savings power of Walmart. Just watch out for falling prices, but you can pick up some of these cables and even some of these audio adapters for a really low cost at Walmart if that's all you need is just a single adapter or single cable. But if you're buying any more than that, that's when I recommend going to Monoprice or if the quality of the cable really matters, like an XLR cable, a professional cable, something that's connecting your microphone or your mixer or your recorder, then I highly recommend go to Monoprice at the audacitypodcast.com slash Monoprice to get those high quality cables. But the kind of cables that are connecting to your headphones, to your live streaming, those might not need to be as high quality, but still, you can get amazing quality and amazing price from Monoprice. So those are some cables that I recommend. I also recommend that you get adapters. These will save you in so many circumstances, as long as you have plenty of adapters. And I would say you can never have too many adapters in your audio podcasting or even video podcasting equipment. For example, some of the audio adapters that you might need would be a quarter inch to 3.5 millimeter stereo or mono adapter. This could be where you're plugging some kind of large quarter inch plug into your computer, either as your input or your output, or maybe you're plugging it into uh, headphones or something like that. But then also consider the other way around, a 3.5 millimeter to quarter inch, either a stereo or a mono adapter. This can be useful for when you're plugging in audio equipment into a mixer, because you'll notice no professional mixer has 3.5 millimeter plugs or jacks in it. So a little adapter can help you there. This is also great for headphone amplifiers or any kind of headphone connection. If you already have a pair of headphones that you really like and they don't have a quarter inch plug on them, 
then get one of these adapters and you can use those great pair of headphones. Also, consider something like a mono RCA to quarter inch adapter. This would be a small adapter that works great in your mixer for if you're connecting your mixer to another device uh, that's based on RCA, such as a DVD or Blu-ray player, or maybe an external recorder or your iPad. A great way to connect your iPad is using a certain splitter cable, which I'll mention in a moment, or any kind of mobile device like that that's a 3.5 millimeter on one end, and you're trying to plug into a mixer, which is all quarter inch or XLR. That's pretty much what a mixer will always have is only quarter inch or XLR, but they do have that RCA spot for the um, tape in or tape out. But generally, you might want to convert to something so that you'll get the EQ or fader abilities or anything like that that you wouldn't normally get with the tape in of a mixer or tape out abilities. So those are some adapters that you could consider. Again, mono price, the best place to get these adapters in my opinion. Number five, splitters. These are where you can connect one kind of equipment to another kind of equipment and split the signal properly for different uses. This could be something like a stereo 3.5 millimeter to stereo RCA splitter. RCA are the little cables that look like a, a, a dish with a little stick in the middle of them and they're red and white and if you add video then it would be uh, yellow. We see these commonly on TVs and standard consumer audio equipment. But if you get a splitter that goes from 3.5 millimeter to RCA, you can use that for connecting regular consumer items to a mixer such as an iPod. Maybe you have your sound effects or voicemail on an iPod or your iPhone. This can also be a great way to connect to your computer to a mixer. I connect uh, my, yeah, my computer is going through a USB adapter into RCA to the mixer. And then if I connect my iPhone or iPad to the mixer, it's going in through RCA. And other devices that I might want to connect, like sometimes my co-host wants to connect his iPhone to the mixer, then I give him this uh, plug that he plugs into the headphone jack of his device and then it goes into RCA on my mixer. An extension to this that I highly recommend if you want to be able to make phone calls with a mixer is this super cheap, you've heard me talk about it before, the 3.5 millimeter iPod AV cable, and it connects to an audio video AV splitter. That's where on one end, it looks like the standard 3.5 millimeter uh, wire, but instead of having two black stripes down the middle or down the sides, it has three black stripes down the sides. And this is for a device that has both input and output, like a cell phone or an iPad or something like that. And this will allow you to connect that device to a mixer and be able to send audio to the device, like your iPhone or Android phone, and also receive audio from it. This works on every single smartphone I've tried, BlackBerry phones, Android phones, iPod touches, iPads, uh, iPhones of different generations, and even some of the older Uh, regular phones. Just keep in mind, the audio comes in usually through red and white, and then the, well, that's the audio from the device you're connecting to, and the audio going to the device you're connecting to usually goes through the yellow 
and that's the way I'm using it on my mixer, is I have my yellow is set to a mix minus, and then my red and white come into a certain channel on my mixer. So I can plug in my cell phone to the mixer and easily make phone calls with my cell phone or make Skype calls too, because I could, instead of adding a separate computer, I could just add an iPod touch and that be my Skype device. Another adapter that you might want to consider would be a 3.5 millimeter to, or I'm sorry, a splitter. Uh, Another splitter you might want to consider would be a 3.5 millimeter Y adapter, or maybe even more than that for splitting headphones. This is a great way that you can get yourself and your co-host on uh, headphones to be able to hear what's going on, hear live callers, hear themselves, whatever, is just a simple splitter. You can get these Y splitters from Walmart for maybe just three, four dollars, I think. But you can also get something a little bit fancier, like a, a, a device. I think Griffin makes this little device that has about five outputs on it. So you can get five people listening to the same thing. This is the kind of thing you'd normally use on an iPod just to be able to split it so more than one person can listen to the music. But it works great in podcasting for you and your co-host to be able to hear from the same output. This can also be a great way for you to split any kind of audio signal that you have for any other purpose. For example, I've recently switched to um, using a Y adapter coming outside of my Zoom H4n, one side of the adapter, and both splits, by the way, are still stereo. It's not splitting left and right. It's uh, splitting it stereo still. So one, one stereo output goes to my computer for the live streaming. And the other stereo output I have available to plug directly into my Canon T4i digital SLR camera for when I'm recording video. That way I can run the audio from my mixer or whatever audio my Zoom H4n is picking up can go straight into the camera and I may not have to synchronize that audio and video later. Or I get a much better signal to synchronize later depending on my setup. So Y adapters can be fantastic for splitting any kind of audio source or uh, audio output for uh, anything, inputs, outputs, monitoring, headphones. These splitters are extremely handy and they are very cheap. And again, like I said earlier, get your cables, adapters, and splitters at mono price. Fantastic quality, great price there. Uh, Load up on the things that you want to get. That way you save some more on shipping. And you can check that out at theaudacitypodcast.com slash monoprice. And I'll have links to these different accessories that I mentioned in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 121, including that iPod AV cable. Or you could just search for iPod AV cable on Amazon or B&H or anywhere like that, and you'll probably find something very similar. And it will be very cheap. Number six, accessory that every podcaster should have microphone windscreens. Now, yes, you probably have a pop filter or you may not have a pop filter, but it's always nice to have something as a backup because pop filters are not at all portable. They are big. Even even the little pop filter I have on my Heil PR40, which is much smaller than most pop filters, can be really annoying to try and carry it around. It's fragile and Pop filters can get in the way sometimes. So sometimes you might just want to have a windscreen for your microphones. 
Now, I've shopped around a bit for these inexpensive windscreens, and I'm talking about a windscreen to use in studio, not necessarily to take outside, but it can help a little bit with outside noise or wind. But uh, what I'm using, I'm using in studio for our ball type microphones, and it works great. And that is the Shure A58WS black foam windscreen, and they come in different colors. And these will fit on top of any type of ball microphone. They fit on my Nady SP1 microphone. They fit on the Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB microphone. Fits on that microphone fantastically. And you can get these color-coded too, so it's really easy to quickly see who's using what microphone. Or my choice is black. I just like having all of my accessories being the same color and looking really professional, so I choose black. But these windscreens are really nice quality. And if you watch my microphone comparisons video over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 119, you'll see me flip this windscreen inside out to show you that there's an extra level, uh, extra amount of protection at the very end of the windscreen because these are designed for end fire microphones where you talk into the end of it, not at the side of the microphone. And this uh, microphone windscreen fits on so many different microphones. You may have to work a little bit on some, but it's designed for the Shure SM58, but it works for really any kind of ball microphone. And the price for this, it's about $8 from amazon.com and about $6 from B&H. So check this out in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 121. These windscreens are really handy to have around because they're so versatile. I can use the windscreen on the Heil PR40. I could use it on Audio-Technica ATR2100. I could use it even on my Zoom H4n because I can put the windscreen on there and it protects the Zoom H4n from any kind of plosive noises. And that extra thickness really helps protect the microphone as well from those noises. So it's a great, great investment, really cheap and um, really great to take with you. Now, I did get some other windscreens from Amazon because I found some kind of pack that was $10 for three windscreens. This Sure windscreen that I'm talking about is $6 for one, but this pack of 10 came in an envelope. And I instantly knew just from the packaging that that windscreen was in an envelope or envelope, whichever way you prefer to pronounce that. I realized this is not going to be quality. And I opened it up and sure enough, these things were flat. They were thin. They barely did anything. And they were fragile too. I was afraid I was going to rip one. So I I very quickly returned those and found the Sure windscreens. And I've been very happy with these things. Very nice quality. They look great. They feel great. And they do a great job at blocking the um, plosives, those P's and T's that pop into the microphone. And it works great for uh, if you have the person who just can't handle a big pop screen in front of them, use a windscreen instead and keep extras of these. I, I lost the windscreen that came with my Zoom H4n because it was black. I got my, I pulled my um, podcasting equipment out of my car in a parking garage and I think it just fell out of the car and blew away. So it's always nice to have extras of these and they're only about $6 each. Number seven rechargeable batteries. Any device I use now that has that uses standard size batteries like AAA or AA, I'm sticking in a loop rechargeable batteries in this device. And a couple regular podcasting or 
production devices I use that have this. My wireless mouse, which is a Logitech Performance MX mouse, has always had an in-a-loop battery in it. I, I didn't realize until when I started collecting in-a-loop batteries that the reason my mouse has such fantastic battery life is it's got this in-a-loop battery in it, one battery for my mouse. Or my Zoom H4n uses AA batteries. I stick in-a-loops in that. The flash for my camera uses AA batteries, so I stick in-a-loops in that. Uh, we use AA batteries all over our house for Wii controllers, remote controls, um, um, automatic or rather electronic electric toothbrushes and such. So we're sticking in a loop rechargeable batteries in these things. Now, the price seems a lot. It's about $2.50 per AA battery. And you might be thinking, wow, I could buy eight alkaline batteries for the cost of one rechargeable battery. Well, these batteries are said to last for 1,500 cycles. That's 1,500 times you could completely charge, completely discharge the battery. 1,500 times. And by the way, these batteries keep their charge over time. They don't lose much charge. So after a year, I think they can still have maybe 75% of their charge after a year of no use whatsoever. I, I love these batteries. But let's assume, let's calculate this out, the cost of this. Let's assume you get 10, instead of uh, 1,500 cycles, you get 1,000 cycles per battery. So that's $2.50 per battery and 1,000 cycles. If you want to do that math real quick, you're welcome to, but I'll give you the shortcut. That comes out to a quarter of a penny, not even a full penny, one-fourth of a penny per battery if you're recharging the batteries for a 1,000 times. Now, if you get 1,500 charges for it, then it's even better than that. But these uh, in-a-loop rechargeable batteries are great. And you can buy a pack of four for about $10, buy a charger with them. You can get USB chargers. You can get different low adapters that make them work inside of other batteries like C-cell or D-cell batteries. You can get AAAs. I love these batteries. And it's, it's kind of my new thing that I keep wanting to buy more AA in-a-loop batteries to replace more and more in our house as we're trying to be energy efficient and save money by using uh, rechargeable things, renewable energies instead of these disposable things. And, you know, you're protecting the environment too by using rechargeable batteries because you're not throwing away these toxic batteries so much. You're keeping a battery for years and then you might throw it away if it doesn't, if you use up all of its cycles. So check out the rechargeable batteries. I've got a link in the show notes for the in the loops at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 121. And I love these batteries. I want more. Number eight, extra earphones. Now, I'm not talking about headphones, but earphones. Yes, earphones have their advantages and a lot of disadvantages for podcasting. But one advantage to having an extra pair of earphones, I'm talking about some decent quality earphones, not like these cheap ones you get as prizes and such, but something that's maybe... $20 or a little bit more, but something that sounds good, or maybe even your Apple earbuds or ear pods are the names of the new ones, which are actually what I'm using now because they're the only thing I have that's comfortable. But an extra pair of earphones can be great for 
taking with you when you don't have the space for your big can headphones that lets you hear every detail of your audio and protects your microphone from sound leakage and all of that. You just need something cheap that you can take with you. Earphones can work great for that. They're small, they're lightweight, they're inexpensive. And what's also great about these using cheap earphones instead of cheap headphones is cheap headphones will leak a lot of sound. Cheap earphones don't leak as much. Earphones can also be great for if you're doing any kind of live streaming where you don't want to be wearing these big headphones or in some way you're doing video and you want to be on video but you don't want to wear the really big headphones in your video, then earphones can be a great way to do that. So that's number eight. Number nine, a USB audio adapter. Now there are all kinds of USB audio adapters. There are really expensive professional ones that have XLR inputs in them and preamplifiers and all of that. I'm not talking about that kind of USB amplifier. I'm talking about the tiny little USB sound card that's the size of of a a thumb drive or a USB stick. These can work very well for many different uses. A thing that I usually recommend these to be used for would be if you want to connect analog audio equipment to your computer, instead of using the computer's built-in analog audio port, you can use this external USB audio adapter. The advantage here is that when you use the computer's built-in analog audio port, you're making that conversion from analog to digital inside of the computer. Inside of the computer, it's often susceptible to a lot of noise and interference. It could be your infrared port, it could be your, your CPU, it could be the power transformer, and all sorts of things can go wrong and cause interference noise just by plugging into the analog port that's on your computer, whether it's a laptop or a desktop computer. Windows, Macs, they all do this pretty much. A USB audio adapter puts that conversion from analog to digital outside of your computer so that you can still plug in your equipment to your computer and record directly into your computer if you'd like or live stream or anything like that. And it does it with so much less noise. Everyone that I've recommended this to that's had interference noise has said, yes, a USB audio adapter fixed the problem. And you can get these for $5 from Amazon.com. I have a link in the show notes to just the search result for this in Amazon.com. Pick one and it'll probably work great for you. But another great advantage to having a USB audio adapter is this is adding an extra sound card to your computer. So if you're trying to do some kind of complicated Skype mix minus setup and you only have one computer, so none of this, that's my Skype computer, that's my Skype number one computer, that's my Skype number two computer. If you only have one computer and you want to do a Skype mix minus and you want to be able to play sound effects and live stream and all of this from just one computer, you need multiple audio devices for this or multiple sound cards for this and a really easy way to add multiple sound cards so you get extra inputs and outputs on a single computer is with a usb audio adapter five dollars five to ten dollars you've got an extra sound card on your computer works great for these skype mix minus setups and number 10 twist ties and cable labels that sounds like a i don't know a game or a movie for kids or something. Twist ties and cable labels. You know, 
If you've seen the TV series Heroes, you might have heard the phrase save the cheerleader and save the world. Well, my version of that would be save the twist ties, save the world. I am always running out of twist ties when I'm wrapping up my equipment, packing up things, even just trying to shorten cables. Twist ties are fantastic. Keep twist ties. Now, this one might not cost you anything or hardly anything at all, but twist ties are really versatile for, like I said, shortening cables, organizing your cables, or packing up your cables. And you can get really nice twist ties from, I hate to remind you of this torture on earth, but Christmas present toy packaging. Yes, those have amazingly great and versatile cables. Just uh, the twist ties, I mean, just cut them to the length that you need and you can use them. They work really well. They're very sturdy. They work great for wrapping up cables and anything that's long like that that needs to be wrapped up or shortened. So save these things. And when you take your equipment anywhere, take extra twist ties because when you're packing your equipment back up, you're always going to run out of twist ties. Somehow these things just run away, they fly away, you end up using more than you thought you needed, one breaks, but if you're using nice twist ties, that might not happen. But still, just take extras, always take extras. For some weird reason, I often take just exactly the number I need, and whenever I pack everything up again, I don't have the same number anymore. It's it's really weird. It's like socks, probably all the socks in the world and all the twist ties in the world that have been lost are in the same place together. Very close to where you lose your keys also. So keep these twist ties, take them with you, use them also in your studio to manage your cables. You don't have to invest in really expensive cable management systems. Just get some twist ties out and tie up your cables and group things together that way. But also cable labels so that you know what label goes to what device and where each label needs to plug in. Yes, you can invest in some fancy cable management systems and color-coded labels or anything like that, but there's a much easier way to do this. It's very inexpensive. Masking tape. Just take a little piece of masking tape, write on it what you want, and take that masking tape and tape it around a cable or kind of like a a ribbon off the cable and then you'll have that cable labeled and this can tell you something like uh, this cable connects to the primary pc or the ipad or this is your microphone or what can really be helpful and i discovered this just today that i had my cables connected to my h4n backwards i had the left cable in the right spot and the right cable in the left spot so uh, I could have prevented that by just labeling these cables. This one's left, this one's right. I could have written on there H4N left or H4N L or just L, and that'd be very helpful. So 10 things then, 10 cheap accessories every podcaster should have. Number one, miniature camera tripod. Number two, desktop mic stand. Number three, cables. Number four, adapters. Number five, splitters. Number six, microphone windscreens. Number seven, rechargeable batteries. Number eight, extra earphones. Number nine, USB audio adapter. And number 10, twist ties and cable labels. As a bonus to this, now this isn't cheap, but it is a bonus that's not all that expensive. It's very versatile and it will last a while. Some gaffer's tape. If you get a roll of gaffer's tape, it might cost 15 to $20 for this tape, but it's very professional. It works really well. Use gaffer's tape to secure your labels to the ground 
or to even secure labels to each other or tape them to things. But gaffer's tape doesn't leave behind the stickiness that electric or what is that uh, electrician's tape does or that duct tape will do. And this works really well for taping your cables to the ground so that people don't trip all over them. Your cables are secure and a little bit protected there too. So gaffer's tape, a little bonus, but it's not cheap. So it can still though work really well. In place of gaffer's tape, yes, you could use duct tape, but duct tape is messy and you will regret using it if you ever have to move anything. So that's my list of cheap accessories that I think every podcaster should have. What do you think a podcaster should have? What cheap accessories do you have that you find indispensable? You couldn't podcast without it, or you would go insane without these cables, or they've been lifesavers for accessories or adapters or any little tools or little things that you use in your podcasting. I'd love to hear from you. Please comment on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 121 to tell me what kinds of cheap accessories you use in your podcasting, because I'd love to hear from you what you recommend or what saved your life as far as podcasting goes. Coming up, I've got two webinars coming up I'm really excited about because the last one went really well and I'm really eager about the next webinars. I've got a Learn WordPress webinar. Now, I bumped the date back to this because I was having some trouble getting the registration working. So now it's at uh, noon on April 27th. That's Saturday and noon Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus five. It's a Learn WordPress webinar where I will teach you how to use WordPress no matter how you're using it. You might be just running a blog or a website or a family site, a portfolio, even e-commerce site. I'll teach you how to use WordPress, like the difference between pages and posts, tags and categories, how to manage users, how to install and update WordPress, all kinds of things. And you can find out more about that and register today at learnwpress.com. That's learnwpress.com for the Learn WordPress webinar. And the next one is coming up on Saturday, April 27th at noon Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus four. Also, more popular is the Learn Audacity webinar, which you can sign up for at learnaudacity.com. This is where I teach you how to use Audacity from the foundations to uh, getting something that really sounds great. So you can edit your audio with this free software program and you'll sound like a professional. And people won't be saying, oh, you used Audacity for that, huh? Yeah, I can tell. But you'll sound great editing with Audacity and you'll learn how to edit your audio for audiobooks, for podcasts, for audio dramas, for music, any of that with Audacity. And that's at learnaudacity.com. And my friend Mike Russell from Music Radio Creative was one of the participants of my first Learn Audacity workshop. And this guy already knows audio software, but he said he wanted to attend this. So he attended and sent me this wonderful testimonial about the Learn Audacity webinar. Hello, this is Mike Russell from musicradiocreative.com. I recently attended the Learn Audacity webinar with Daniel J. Lewis and have to say I was blown away. Daniel is a fantastic teacher and I went from knowing very little about Audacity to knowing plenty at the end of the webinar, including how to use those super useful hotkeys. If you're thinking of attending one of Daniel's webinars, I can highly recommend doing so to you. Daniel, thanks so much for a fantastic webinar and keep up the good work. 
Well, I really appreciate Mike Russell from musicradiocreative.com sending that in. And it was great to have him as part of the webinar. And uh, I felt like, hey, I could be learning stuff from him because he teaches audition webinars for the software suite Adobe Audition. But sign up for these. The Learn Audacity webinar is on Saturday, May 18th at noon Eastern Daylight Time, GMT-4, and Learn WordPress is at noon on Saturday, April 27th. Sign up for these at learnwpress.com for Learn WordPress or learnaudacity.com for the Learn Audacity workshop. And if you're listening to this episode after those dates, those web addresses will always tell you the next date for the next Learn Audacity or Learn WordPress webinar, and I'd love to have you a part of those things. At this moment, the uh, webinars are $100 each, but if you'd like to attend both of them, then email me and I'll send you a special code so that you can get both together for $175 if you want to attend both two-hour-long webinars. Now, that's four hours total of training, which normally, if you were to hire me for four hours of training, would cost a lot more than this, several hundred to a thousand dollars or more, depending on the training you need. So four hours of training for a hundred or two hundred dollars, just under two hundred dollars, I think is a, a great deal for you. And I look forward to having you in the training if you're able to make it. So check out learnwpress.com or learnaudacity.com to register for those. And there won't be a late fee or anything like that. You'll be able to register up to the night before, but the earlier you register, the better it is. So you can sign up for those at learnwpress.com and learnaudacity.com. Now, coming up on the Audacity podcast, I've got several things I'm really excited about. Some great content coming up. I'll have Dave Jackson on from School of Podcasting. He's the host of the original podcast about podcasting. He's the kind of guy I learned from early on, and his podcast has been around for a while. He's up almost near episode 400, I think. He's really up there in episode numbers. And we're going to talk about what is it like to podcast in a niche for so long? Where do you keep getting ideas for podcasting? How many times have has he felt like quitting or what kept him going? And how's, how has he changed his branding? What has he learned along the way? So this will be a great conversation. And Dave Jackson is a personal friend of mine. He's not just an associate I'm calling a friend. He is a good friend of mine. And uh, we've talked many times. And we also are on Podcasters Roundtable together quite often. That's at podcastersroundtable.com along with Ray Ortega. And Ray Ortega is going to be on the podcast sometime too soon also talking about video. But coming up probably next episode will be Dave Jackson. So if you have any questions about podcasting for hundreds of episodes in a niche, please email those to feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com and in the subject line write question for Dave and that'll help me sort those emails out. Also coming up are several legal interviews or interviews with legal people about this podcasting patent issue. I hope you haven't forgotten about this thing. There's still things that we need to do, but I'm working on interviews with Representative DeFazio uh, from, uh, that's a big proponent of the SHIELD Act. We'll talk to someone from the Electronic Frontier Foundation, and also I'm, I've already recorded an interview with a copyright or a trademark, let me try that again, a patent attorney. That's the one. 
yeah, I'm trademarks and copyrights are usually what matter most to podcasters, but patent issue, this is important, this patent issue from Personal Audio LLC, and we'll have this great conversation. So if you have any questions from uh, for Representative DeFazio about the SHIELD Act or from the Electronic Frontier Foundation about what we can do to support podcasters or what you should do if you receive a letter, then send those things in, as well as if you have a question for a patent attorney. I've already recorded the interview, but I think he might be available to do a follow-up if I get some more questions for that. So email that and any other kind of feedback that you have for the Audacity to Podcast to feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com. You can also call in and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221, or you can go to theaudacitypodcast.com and click on the send a voice message link to record a message right from your computer or iOS device, and that's from SpeakPipe, which I do really like, and I am now a paying user of SpeakPipe. Also, check out the show notes to get all of these links and more, the full list and affiliate links, and help support the podcast by going to theaudacitypodcast.com slash 121, and sign up for the upcoming webinars, Learn WordPress at learnwpress.com, or Learn Audacity at learnaudacity.com. And... Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast in iTunes and on YouTube. Go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes to leave ratings and reviews or slash YouTube to subscribe there as I do plan on posting a whole lot more video content in the coming months. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. You can move beyond the to-do list. You can learn about once upon a time. You can laugh with our clean comedy. You can get a Christian worldview on movies and politics and more. And there's something else really big coming up soon that I'm really excited about, but I can't tell you about it yet. But it will all be at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com.